Yes, sir. We're back. Yeah. It's another Thursday <laughs> evening with On and Off the Field with their fan Dylan live on Facebook and YouTube. As always, we're so happy that whoever joins us joins us. We don't hope yeah. for a lot, but you know, just a few people here and there. The nice, you know, kind of talk with throughout the show. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in here, you know, just drop a comment, drop a like, share yeah. it. Well, while we're here already, share, subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff. And since we're already talking about it, Durf, just just go ahead. We'll we'll do the chit chat after this. All right. So follow on and off the field on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter because why not? And subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we are currently live on. But you also get uncut episodes, our live shows, like right now, and other great content. Make sure to rate and review the show on iTunes so we know how we are doing and what you like or dislike about the show. You can find all these links at on with our along with our fundraising efforts and to learn more about Dylan, myself, and the show. Head on over to RTS Sports Network where you can catch On and Off the Field on the radio on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And while you're on the RTS Sports Network website, head on over to our, our blog section. We have some really great writers and some great articles out there, so head on over and get reading. Yes, sir. And that's the show. That's all you need to really know, I guess. That's a lot of information. It's all good information. (laughs) Make sure you obey all of that. Go do it. It's not not hard. It's not hard stuff. If you love the show, I know if you love the show, if you're a dedicated follower, you're here week in and week Mm -hmm. out, what you need to do is go down on the field.com or go to the bio on our Instagram, whichever way. And you go to the merchandise tab or the store tab and go buy some t-shirts, go buy some stickers. You can buy a coffee mug. You can buy iPhone cases, all this cool stuff that has our logo on it. Just go walking around the streets with your mask on and an on and off the field t-shirt. Yeah. So, our charities are Feeding America and the Boys and Girls Club of America, which all the money that goes into our fantasy football league is going towards the Boys and Girls Club of America. Um, so it's $20 buy-in. We have almost a full league of 12 people. So you do the math, that's $240 at just at the minimum, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, That's dope money going to charity. So what more can you ask for? I mean, right. that's a great feeling. I love it that. That's a good feeling, yeah. So I don't know. We're gonna have to start doing like NBA fantasy leagues too, because apparently this is a really great fundraiser for charity. Just doing fantasy yeah. fantasy leagues. So I guess I need Why? to learn how to do like fantasy baseball. <laughs> but I, how does that even work? Like you draft a team and it's like you, you hope they get a hit. Or like you hope they pitch well. Is that basically what it is? Maybe I don't know. I, I fo- fancy football is really the only fancy sport I go into when it comes I would to fancy suck sports. So much it like fancy. I feel like fancy baseball I could get away with maybe, mm-hmm. but fancy basketball if that even exists. I don't know if it does. I'm, I I'm think sure it, does, it does, but it's like it'd be players' points, like their stats. Like, like I would suck at that scoring points, so rebounds, assists. Like as like, soon as you leave 
like the superstars. Like right. the number one, the number one, maybe the number two player on each team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get past them, I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> Fantasy hockey. Yeah. Godspeed. I don't know any of them. I don't know any of them. That'd be I'll the just lowest be scoring the, fantasy ever. <laughs> yeah. I would just auto draft, honestly. Just Godspeed to my, my auto draft <laughs> roster. We'll see what happens. But I, right. I would have no idea. But yeah. So that's our fantasy football league, at least, making a lot of great money off of that. Oh, the draft is going to be here Tuesday next week, the 25th around 7 p.m. next Tuesday. Yeah. Which is also our finale show for the Maps Media Next Best podcast competition. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really give us like a thing that we have to do on the show, like teach something or all these other different topics. Right. So our show is just going to be like, we're going to have like 10 people on the screen and it's going to be us doing our fancy football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if that's going to get us the win, but <laughs> what's up, Terry? Going on. Ain't seen Terry in a while, man. Yeah. I miss you, Terry. And he's got these repping the mask in his profile picture. Black Lives there, Matter there mask. Yeah. Terry, let me know. If we made an on off the field mask, would you buy it? I need I just got to <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I probably wouldn't do it anyways, but let me know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's going to be next Tuesday. We have a great, I think it's a great league uh, with a lot of great personalities. We have the guys from To Be Blunt, the guys from Triple Shot Sports, Strikeout Beer. We got Matthew McPeak from Kicking or Sticking Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, What else? Uh, Kyle Eggleston, he's been one of our go-to fantasy guests, and he just came out with his website, actually. It's official. Really? fantasy football or just fantasy in general uh blog website nice uh, i'm not sure what the name of it is off the top of my head i wish i knew i didn't know i'd be talking about it but here we are <laughs> so i'll let everyone know i'll promote it for him just because he's there an awesome person yeah my mom she's doing it nice um i think that's it we got 11 people and i'm working on finding a 12th so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be great and Terry says he would buy it. Damn straight. He said nice. <laughs> so maybe maybe we're missing out. Maybe we should be selling on and out the field mass. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we're 10 minutes into the show. Let's get to our first topic. The best segment ever of any podcast <laughs> ever created. He is college football's first on the list. I mean, <laughs> There's not there's nothing yeah. really to talk about that we haven't already talked about. No, it's uh, uh, there's nothing really changed from last week. It's just uh yeah. Teams conference conferences that canceled or just uh they're gonna stay canceled. They're not coming back anytime soon. Yeah, everyone said we're staying put. We're not playing or we are playing. Yeah. And the only the only one that made news, like mm-hmm. headlines, was the Big right. Ten came out and said we're not playing. Because yeah. Justin Fields was trying to like, you know, he was trying to get uh, the petition signed and that kind of just, they didn't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Did he really think that was going to change something? Like a bunch of, a bunch of college kids signing something it, uh, just to the I, I word to the wise to everyone in the world. You know, all those on- online petition petitions, people try to get you to sign. <laughs> 
like, if you can sign it to make you feel like a good person, like you're on the right side, like go ahead and sign it. But guess what? Very rarely do they make an ounce of a difference. Get your merch on, brother, says Terry. Got a lot of good merch, but we didn't go with masks, at least not yet. And college football is canceled. For the most part, college football is canceled. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think we have SEC who came out with their week one schedule. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it actually happens, but it's there. Um, ACC is still planning on playing, but they're getting a little. They're like treading towards the waters of, eh, I don't know about this. Right. They're getting a lot of pushback from students about actually not playing. And then the Big 12, are they the other one that wants to play? Yeah. So I know I know ACC is starting to get a little you know, cold feet at the altar here. But <laughs> I know SEC is all gung-ho ahead. They're ready to play. Oh, yeah. If they could start today, they would. Oh, I absolutely would. Did you see the schedule? Like, did you look at some of the schedule matchups, like, for, like, the big-name schools versus, like, the, the little-name schools or, like, the not-as-popular schools? I did not because so, I don't care about college football that much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw I saw this like graphic. This is probably we, we could go now, um, but it was like Alabama's playing like these no name schools. Well, they always and, do. That's why well, they go undefeated every year, right? But then you have like Arkansas playing like the toughest schools. I'm like, well, yeah, somebody clearly likes Alabama on their scheduling. But, uh, it, it's every year. I, that's my number oh, yeah. one complaint about college football that's because Alabama will play like Alabama will play like two good schools a year. And yep. it's like always the highlighted game of that week is like Alabama is playing a real school. It's like okay. Alabama versus Auburn. Oh my God, everybody has to watch this. It, but even if they win or lose that one, I mean, the rest of their schedule has been against yeah. schools that you've never heard of. Like their number one game, like their rival game is like what Alabama State or something. And it's, it's like a, it's like a community college <laughs> virtually. Like get out of here. They're right? playing. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. That's my number one complaint. It's always been about college football. Alabama is always at the top because they can go like I don't even know how long a season is. Like they'll go like thirteen and zero, but eleven it's of those about, games were garbage, yeah. garbage schools. Ooh, here we go. Oh well, F- Terry says as as Florida State fan, he's hurt by the whole thing. Florida State should be playing, aren't they? ACC, right? Am I, am I reminded uh, mistaken? No, Florida State's ACC. So they should be they should be playing Terry. You should be okay as long as the ACC states of stays afloat. <laughs> I don't know what their <laughs> schedule is going to look like, but maybe he be... knows something we don't. Maybe he oh, maybe... got the inside scoop. <laughs> uh, let's see here. David Timmons coming in. Christine Brennan of USA Today Sports posted an article today. She states that the parents of the Big Ten football players are ready to protest at the conference headquarters, saying they want their kids to play. Guess what? It's not going to change anything. No, it, it won't. And it doesn't surprise me the amount of parent like revolting or like just uproar about this in the Big Ten. Does not surprise me one bit. Yeah, they want their yeah. money. They want their baby oh, to yeah. go to the NFL. <laughs> they don't want to wait. No, uh, it, it's not like they're losing scholarships here, people. Right. Like, you, you're keeping your eligibility. You're keeping your scout. Oh, my God. You have to go to class this year. Oh my God! And they all take the most of them take the easiest classes. So right, they're, they're all taking, 
a football player's taking like three uh, phys ed classes. <laughs> like doing there's, like yoga, basketball class. Yeah. There's very rarely is there. There's a couple I that I know of, but very rarely do you get an NFL player making it to the NFL that completes their degree with a master's or takes advanced classes in college. Yeah, there's a few out there. We don't want to like take down the whole league. There's a few mm-hmm. good apples out there, but there's a lot of them that just college didn't exist for them, and that's just straight facts. Well, yeah, yeah. Like there was All a right. football player that who taught calculus while playing football. Oh wow! I mean, yeah. I know Larry Fitzgerald. He got like his master's in communications or something, or maybe it was just his yeah. bachelor's. I know that was a big deal. It's like he got his he got his degree. Um, mm-hmm. he's like, I love Larry Fitz. I do, just personally, he's one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Terry, you guys are awesome. I have to get you on the podcast when I ramp it up and ramp it back up. Absolutely. All right. Terry, I'll be on whatever you got. Whether it's <laughs> ramped up or not, I'll be on it. Whatever you want. <laughs> oh, share it while you're oh, here. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you to anyone that shares. Anyone that shares, anyone that likes, anyone that Heart reacts because Terry Hart reacted because he loves us and we love <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, let's get away from college football because there's right. really nothing else there. We got the NBA. Now, yesterday's news, the Raptors beat the Nets again. Mm-hmm. That, that's not really much of a thing going on. Uh, the Jazz figured out how to play basketball outside of Donovan Mitchell. He just always knows how to play. <laughs> uh, but they beat the Nuggets 124 to 105. The Celtics just absolutely crushed the hopes and dreams of any 76ers fan on the planet beat mm-hmm. them 128 to 101 and then the Mavs just keep riding Luka and Porzingis and they ended up beating the Clippers 127 to 114 even though Luka fouled out or at least wow. he was in foul danger for a lot of that game mm-hmm. uh but they they pulled it together i mean when they got Porzingis yeah i was i was shocked that Porzingis wanted to go there Mm-hmm. And then, I guess it wasn't his choice. I think it was more of a trade, whatever the case may be. But like the Luca Porzingis combination mm-hmm. has proven to just be something that I don't think anyone knew what it was going to be at this point in time. Right? Luca's what 21? 21 or twenty one, twenty two. He's somewhere he's like, yeah, but he's like, he's like, he ha- he's like a basically like a five year vet, right? Because he yeah, played that's in the, the international thing. leagues. It's and that's why we've seen like like Porzingis. Yeah. People come from overseas. It's ridiculous. Um pardon the interruption while we take a quick commercial break for the RTF Sports Network. Enjoy the rest of the show. And, and now you have two of the top foreign players right now in a league on the same team, and it's showing their experience yeah. from when they played over. It's not like you're getting a freshman or sophomore out of college and then they have to go play in their g league for like a couple of years or <laughs> right or they're just bad in general how many players from duke in the last five years are making it big these days like i know there's a lot of players if you go back and you look them up like there's ones where like you looked at them and like oh this guy's gonna right. be the next great thing in the nba coming out of duke and then they flop it's just because they're spending one or two years in college and then they're not ready Right. I mean, I I'm struggling to think of another Duke player besides Zion. Um, but, I would have to look them up to get specific names. Like I want to say JJ Redick, but I thought he was a target. Well, 
I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I would have the Pope a list. This is why this is the other sports. Tatum, right. Kyrie, I guess they were Duke players. Okay. So those are two. Tatum's coming around. Yeah, he's getting his feet underneath him. There's a couple I'm thinking of specifically in the back of my mind, but I don't know their names. <laughs> um, and Terry asked what the whole ejection problem was the other day. It was the softest ejection you'll ever see in your life. Like Porzingis was in some other player where yelling back at each other and Porzingis ends up getting in his face, shoves him a little bit and got ejected. Like not even like not even a technical, just nothing. Just get out. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> RJ Barrett, he's with the oh, Knicks right now, so his yeah. career's over. <laughs> he's not he's not doing nothing. Um uh we were we checked on the Bucks. You want a live update? Yeah, give me the live update so, on the Bucks and Magic. It's halftime right now. We have Milwaukee up 60, 64 to 43 on the Magic. All right. So they're up by 21. That's not good. No. But that's what we that's what we came to. That's what we expected to happen. Right. Magic winning game 1. I think the Bucks just kind of slept on them a bit. Oh like, yeah. I don't I don't think that's going to happen here on out though. No, it'll be a 4-1 probably a serious sweep. All right, let's move on to let's do NHL real quick because we'll blast right. through that, and then we got a lot to talk about with Major League Baseball because I am I am mad, <laughs> I am furious, yeah. as mad as I've ever been at Major League Baseball. I actually said to myself at one point, I might be done with baseball. I said that to myself at one point. I knew it was a lie, like yeah. I really wasn't done, but like I said to myself, like, I, I'm sick of baseball. Mm-hmm. So for the NHL. The Blue Jackets, Coyotes, Blackhawks, and Hurricanes were all eliminated uh, between two nights ago and last night, I think mm-hmm. it was, because we didn't talk about it on Tuesday. We didn't get around to it. Yeah. And they get to leave the bubble now. If you want to look on the bright side of things, they get to go home. Yeah. And then the Flames and the Capitals are on the brink of elimination tonight. Oh, man. And I think the Not Flyers good. are playing the Capitals. I think. Ooh, the Flyers oh, they're playing are the hot. Canadians. Yeah, the Flyers oh. are hot, man. Yeah, they are. Flyers are flying. <laughs> well, Which Capitals is shocking. Were, two years ago, where they were champions, because last year was the Bruins or no Blues? I can't. I, yeah, see, I don't the, keep up. I think it was the Blues last I think year. It was the Blues and last then it year because the Capitals beat the Penguins. That's when Ovechkin mm-hmm. got his first. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that. I know last year was Boston, St. Louis. I just couldn't remember which one won. Yeah, I'm pretty. It was the Blues. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm like 95 percent sure. But that's really all we got for NHL. I can't go into like headlines for you. No, <laughs> I got nothing for you with the <laughs> NHL. I wish I got into the NHL more. I just can't. I don't know why. Yeah, it's like it's so close to being soccer. Like. Pretty right. low scoring. You just go yeah. back and forth. You pass the puck around a little bit. Granted, like there's some hitting, like you check people and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they don't even let them fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not. It's just, I used to watch a lot back in the day with my dad. Like yeah. my dad was a Flyers fan. I became a Penguins fan. Like we used to watch a lot back in the day when it was mm-hmm. exciting. Right. It's just not that anymore. Like I can't turn on an NHL game and like I can't turn on a hockey game and go. I can't wait to see the fight. Like who's going to fight tonight? Mm-hmm. It's because they don't allow it. Right. As soon as someone gets in someone's face, the refs in the between them. It's ridiculous. So there's my 
rant on the NHL. <laughs> Major League Baseball. More like minor league. Oh my god. I'm so, I'm, I'm so <laughs> I I could just start screaming from here on out for the next like 40 minutes, but let's start let's start on the bright side. Okay. We'll stay positive here for a second. The Mariners beat the Dodgers. <laughs> I was so happy. I woke up in the morning. I was like, oh my God, they did it. So I think we're like eight and eighteen now. <laughs> Solid. All right. <laughs> we're we're making it. We're gonna be there. <laughs> my stupid mind thought in a short season the Mariners might have a chance of like at least making the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Who's uh, your baseball team? Are you a the Blue Dod- Jays guy? No, oh, you're a Dodgers guy? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. We we've had that discussion. <laughs> Remember before. we that was back on the Cooperstown trip. I was like, I'm gonna be a baseball fan. I'm picking yeah. the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, you bandwagon. And not even a bandwagon. I just you're, picked them out of randomly. Just no. picked them randomly. The Dodgers seem like a fun team. Yes, yeah, because I like the, best the history team. of the Dodgers. That's my thing. Like like that's true. Yeah. Like Jackie Robinson on the Dodgers. Like that's that's it important to baseball like there's history there like there's league altering history with the dodgers and like that's what that's what i like about it do you know what number jackie robinson was 42 okay just wanted to make sure (laughs) i just wanted to i just wanted to confirm that all right so another kind of good news the league is considering a bubble for the playoffs and i would imagine be something similar to like hockey an east west scenario so at least yeah. if they if they manage to make it to the playoffs somehow, <laughs> some way, there's what eight, six, twenty-one teams. Is that what we're doing? No, that's an odd number. I don't know. I forgot no, what number they were using. Sixteen? Is it sixteen? I thought it was eight and eight. It was like oh, two you're, or four more than usual, I thought, but we talked about it before. Right. Cause they got these like weird, like almost play in game scenarios now. It was like right. one from each division and then some wild card stuff. We went over it a couple episodes ago, but yeah, yeah. so 16. So they're, they're at least considering a bubble for the playoffs, and I also saw the NFL's considering looking into something like that as well. I just don't know why the NFL wouldn't do a bubble right now. I don't, After everything you've seen happen in Major League Baseball, why would you just not consider a bubble right now? See, I, I think the NFL won't do a bubble right away is because I haven't heard a ton of news about COVID cases in the NFL. I don't know about you, but it seems a little bit on the quiet side. Well, it's because it's a controlled environment. A lot of teams are quarantining themselves. They're in team hotels. They're in their own training facilities. It's great until you have to travel. You travel, and you start hitting people that you don't know where they've been. You bring it back onto the bus. Yeah. Everything changes once you leave your bubble. Like every team is in their own little bubble right now, and then they're gonna break their bubbles by traveling. Grant, they have team planes, they got team buses, they got you know they're not gonna be in the public, right? But you just don't know where other people and other teams have been. You don't you don't know the scenario, right? And I think that falls on testing, and they gotta make if like if another team's not doing their part, then why even play the game? It just oh, that's what we're seeing with baseball. It's right. like, okay, the Yankees 
did what they're supposed to do, or like the Phillies were did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But the Marlins went out and partied because <laughs> they didn't give a crap, and they yeah. shut down four different team schedules because people couldn't play each other. I mean, yeah, that's what could happen with football, and we've already seen it with the Seahawks. That rookie running back trying to bring a girl into the team hotel. Yeah, and people are like, ah, oh, he's just trying to, you know, get some. He's, you know, it's what a, it's a big deal. Yeah. That one person could could have shut down that team. Yep. It's ridiculous. So I don't know why the NFL is not considering it right now. It's too late for baseball, but they're at least coming around and uh, at least considering it for mm-hmm. the playoffs. So now we start to get in some get into some stuff here. So okay. I'm gonna skip I'm gonna skip that next bullet point. I'm going back down. To for uh, Tadis Jr. in the Rangers incident, because mm-hmm. on Tuesday we were mad at the Rangers, and yeah. we all the right in the world to be mad at the Rangers. A bunch of babies, mm-hmm. unwritten rules, shove them up your boop. Um, who cares? Mm-hmm. But now I'm mad at the Padres. I'm mad at everyone on the Padres, with the exception of Tadis. See, like just last week, we were talking about how. Fernando Tatis Jr., Tatis Jr., whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Like, it was too early to call him face to baseball. Like, I wasn't hating on him, but it's like, all right, it's a little right. bit too. Now I'm in it. I'm on his side 100%. Let this guy be the face. I don't care. Screw yeah. everyone else. Right. <laughs> you know, that's basically my <laughs> mentality at this point. I want his face plastered everywhere. Maybe that was mm-hmm. their plan all along. This was planned because it worked. Yeah. Uh, because I, I watched, I don't know if you know who this is. What's his name? It's John Boy. J-O-M-B-O-Y. No clue. He makes these good, funny breakdown videos on Facebook uh, that he kind of like talks over. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And he was breaking down this whole incident. And after he hit his grand slam, the next um, batter up was Machado, but there's another batter after that. Um, he got a hit, but he got out at first base. So, he you know, he just runs through first. He starts taking his glove off. He looks towards the Rangers dugout, and he says, he, you could read his lips. He says, We'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. Like, so now the Padres are like, yeah, we know he messed up. So you can see as they pan back over to the dugout, there's a couple players and the manager talking to Tatis Jr. And this kid going to possibly be the face of baseball. Mm -hmm. He just hit a grand slam. He's hyped. He's like leading the league in home runs. He's yeah. having the time of his life. He's a young kid in major league baseball. His name is everywhere. He hit a grand slam and his teammates and manager are putting him down. They panned. You could see his face. This is his face sitting in the dugout just moments after hitting a grand slam. Because he's getting his ear chewed off because he did the wrong thing because there's an unwritten rule. Get oh jeez, yeah, that's that's the disgraceful Padres. I I was just mad. I was watching that video. Yeah. This this is a young kid. This is who you want to lead the league, and yeah, he hits a grand slam, and you punish him for it. Yeah, his own teammates. Yeah, there go the Padres. Because now it wouldn't be surprised if he asked for a trade. Get me off that's his just, team. That's just sad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
I'm just so sick of base. The fact that his own teams and manager would mm-hmm. would punish him, like, and it was all in his face. There was a teammate in his left ear, his manager in his right ear, and he's just sitting there, like like he just got he just got hit with a belt, like he was a little kid, spanked. Just just disgraceful. I'm sick of baseball, and it's only going to go downhill from here, folks. Trevor mm-hmm. Bauer wanted he made these awesome cleats. Yeah, uh, they said free Joe Kelly on one shoe, and it had that Joe Kelly face on the <laughs> on the other shoe, like when he was looking at Carlos Correa. Yeah. He put him on Instagram. It was really funny, awesome shoes. He came out and said the league told him if you wear those cleats out onto the field, you will be kicked out of the game and later disciplined for wearing those shoes. <sighs> I I don't know what I don't know what you want anymore. What do you what do you what do you want from baseball players? I mean, so like my side note is here: the league is finding a way to punish every single person in Mm -hmm. the league. Tatis Jr., the Rangers, the uh, now uh, Trevor Bauer, Joe Kelly. They're finding a way to punish every single person possible, except the Astros. The Astros can do whatever they want. Not a single player has been punished. Sure, the manager got fired. They got fined some money. Something happened with draft picks, maybe. They're still playing. Every single one of them is still playing. And these other people, they they told Trevor Bauer, a good, young, top pitcher in the league. Maybe not too young, but you know know what I'm saying. Yeah. And they threatened him if he would have wore some freaking cleats. This is our second and last commercial break for the RTS Sports Network. Enjoy the rest of the show commercial free. That's that's messed up. And didn't they just have a, campa- a campaign last season? They had this fun little campaign that said, let the kids play, I believe is what their slogan was. Just go out there and have fun. Because yeah. they're trying to make Major League Baseball fun again. That was their whole goal. Right. Yeah, that got flushed down the toilet. You can't even let a guy wear some freaking cleats. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the MLB is trying to push the Astros issue down farther by bringing up all these other, like by disciplining all these other players. But it's not, I don't think it's doing the job that they want it to. If anything, it's going to carry on in the next season. They could have right. just punished the Astros. What the. That everything that was going to happen happened because we knew it was going to happen. You get it through over through the season and move on. Now you're going to push that off. Because, you and know, the gonna... old, if you're a parent, you know, you tell your kid not to do something, they're going to do exactly that because they're just rebellious. You're right. telling all of these, all these other teams, all these players, all these fans, leave mm-hmm. the Astros alone. Guess what? Right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Complete opposite they're gonna harass them for years to come (laughs) it's just i'm just i can't do baseball anymore it's a it's a laughing stock right now and then all these games are getting postponed because of covid they just Mm -hmm. they can't get nothing is going right nothing is going right and speaking of not going right it just gets worse this there's no (laughs) There's no uphill here with Major League Baseball, folks. When I said the good news was the Mariners beat the Dodgers, that's not a good starting point. 
the Cincinnati Reds broadcaster, and he does Fox Sports broadcasting. He yep. does the NFL too, which I believe uh, the NFL team he announces for on Fox said he's not doing the NFL either. Right. He was kicked out of the booth and suspended after using an anti-gay slur when he didn't know the cameras were back on and rolling. If you don't know what the word is, he used a little bit of F word in there, not the four letter F word, but another F word. And as soon as he, you know, they told him he got caught saying it, he turns to the camera and he starts giving out this heartfelt apology. Oh, I'm sorry forever. I hurt. Oh, it's, I know kids. Why I, I'd never mean this. I love all people. And then Nicholas Castellanos gets up to the plate and he hits a home run. This dude is in the middle of his air quotes, heartfelt apology. And this is the play by play guy, middle of his heartfelt apology. And he goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. And Nicholas Castellanos hits the ball, drives it, and it's out of here. Home run for Nicholas Castellanos. Uh, the Reds are now up for nothing. And I'm really sorry for using that slur that really like, are you oh, kidding? That's clearly an act. Like he's not sorry. He doesn't need to broadcast. He doesn't need a broadcaster anymore. It's as simple as that. You can't go from being heartfelt to calling a game and actually mean it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work like that. The guy was excited. It wasn't like, it was like, Oh, it's a home run. All right. Oh yeah. By the way, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh boy like baseball like granted this isn't like the league's fault like the league will be at fault if he doesn't get fired i guess that's more of a right. fox sports thing he needs to just he yeah. can't be behind a mic for the rest of his life yep oh my god and he and the fact that he got caught saying it, it like wasn't like a slip up when the cameras are on like he was right. like just blatantly saying something anti-gay yeah. when the cameras were off because that's just how he that's who he is as a person. Yep. That's sad. God. I I I'm just I'm struggling with baseball these days. And maybe it's just because the Mariners suck and that might help my cause a little bit more about not caring for baseball, but everything we just yeah. went over. It's not just me, folks. There's yeah. a lot of upset people out there about with major yeah, league baseball. It doesn't look good for baseball to be America's pastime much longer. Yeah, that's always been a America's pastime. Well, just because it's the longest sport doesn't mean it has to be America's pastime. <laughs> like we can move on. Like, the NFL's been around for a hundred years. Let's make that our pastime now. Screw baseball. Might as well be. Like, let's be honest. America's pastime of baseball, and like I don't know the years exactly, but for most of that pastime, outside of when football was here, was when there was still segregation of whites and blacks in right. baseball. So, yeah. I mean, you really want that to be your pastime? Like, yeah, baseball's our pastime. We used to not let the blacks play with the whites, but hey, that's besides the point. Like, okay, yeah, no. um, hmm. yeah, maybe pick another sport. Let's go with lacrosse. Lacrosse seems like fun. It is fun indoors. Lacrosse is fun. I, I do. We had tickets to go this year to the Rochester team. Yeah. Obviously, COVID happened, but. Mm-hmm. I love me some indoor lacrosse. That's good stuff. Ooh, Lise Winnie joined my party, my watch party. I think she already left. I didn't. I just saw it now. Uh, Darn it. Hi, Lise. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on. That's all we got for other sports. 
all we got, you know, 40 minutes later. But going to move into some NFL news. We didn't get to talk about it on Tuesday because mm-hmm. that show was all over the place, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, the Washington football team uh, hired Jason Wright as their team president. He used to be a former player, former running back, and mm-hmm. he is now the first black team president in NFL history and also the youngest at 38. Yeah, it's awesome. And in other news, Darius Geis beat up some woman and got accused of raping two girls in college. So oh. the Washington football teams just kind of, you know, <laughs> they're evening themselves out. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I saw Jason Wright do some interviews when they yeah. announced he got hired the other day. And it, it was, it was pretty, I was, I felt good about the hiring for the, the Washington. Like it was, I think he's the right guy for the job. And he made sure to like, emphasize that like i was the right guy for the job just because i'm black it's a bonus <laughs> like i because yeah. i bring the right i have the right skills to do that job and to bring this team into a better spotlight like that's why i was hired like that's what we should be focusing on like i get like yes first black team president that is awesome because that's is now we are putting another dent in systemic racism in the NFL or in major league sports in general. And I think that's great. And just the fact that he's 38 is awesome because he's not some old fart. That's going to try and do it from like the seventies, the same style as like from back from the seventies. Oh, we got us. We got to get all these linemen and got to run the ball 1500 times a year and hope for, hope for something there. Well, well we didn't get it. We'll run it again. It'll work. I, I hope it's a good hire. I hope it works out because it that is like a good hire. Yeah, that's all. That's all very good points. Like you at least have to acknowledge these things. Oh, yeah. Like he's the first black team president yep. and he's the youngest. You have to at least acknowledge. It was like back when Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl and everyone mm-hmm. was saying he was the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Well, everyone was making a lot of big deal of it." And Russell Wilson just said, "Okay, you said it, but." let's move on. Like, let's right. not folk. We don't need to focus on that. Mm-hmm. We know it's a thing. It happened. Move on. Like, you don't want to pander right. to it. When you start pandering, right. like, Oh, he's the first black team president. Oh my God. Like once you start, like that's when you start, you know, you lose people's interest. Yeah. Like the guy has a master's in like business administration or management skills. Like the dude, dude the dude's smart for being in the NFL. Like good for him. Maybe he'll Moneyball it. That's a good there movie. You, go. you ever watch Moneyball? I feel like I've seen bits and pieces. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. I sat down. I think it was on TV once back when yeah. I had cable. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a good movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'd watch it again, like buy the DVD or something. But right. It was. Eh, it, was right. it was a good movie. Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. You got two pieces here for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs announced they're going to have about 22 capa- 22% capacity for fans, which will be about mm-hmm. 16,000, will be allowed to attend Chiefs home games starting out. And just to kind of tally it up, I don't think I got all of the teams, but at least ones I know from memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys will also have fans. We talked about that uh, in a, a week past, uh, yep. maybe sometime last week. The Titans, Seahawks, Falcons, Patriots, and Bills all said they will not have fans, at least starting out. They're leaving the possibility open for later in the season. Right. A lot of them said 
you know, first three, four games, you know, we definitely are not going to have fans. Right. So. Definitely. If you have the right precautions in place, I don't know who you're going to sell these tickets to first come first serve season ticket holders. I don't know yeah. what your plan is, but I'm not going. That's just a, every, this is all just a right. personal decision. Yep. You you can't sit here and say, well, this is stupid because it's, everything's a personal decision. If you want to go to a football game with 16,000 people, go for it. I'm yeah. personally, I'm not. Are you going like, let's say the bills. No. If the like the Bills and Seahawks are playing this year in Buffalo, right? Even if they're allowing fans, I probably would not go. No, I, as I sad as that go. is, it, yeah. It, the sad part is now you got to wait eight years from the comeback, right? And it's that's depressing to think. Yeah, like eight years. <laughs> Strike out beer in the house, yo. What's up, boys? Hope you guys are buying your on off the field merch. Yeah, I, I need some strikeout beer merch. I know you guys are. I think strikeout beer sending on off the field some stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, at least gave him my address, so I have to send them some stuff. I just got to figure out what I'm sending them. I'll nice. work on that. I want to see what they give us before I give them because I don't want. I want to like <laughs> be at par with that. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hit a bogey on whatever that. I, they send me a bunch of dope <laughs> stuff and I send them like a sticker. Like uh, that's not gonna work. So. Just have to, I got to know first. Um, right. The other piece with the Chiefs is they're, they're changing some guidelines with their fans. Yeah. So to, they're raising awareness for American Indian culture and celebrate the rich traditions of tribes with a historic connection to the Kansas City area. So they're prohibiting fans from wearing the headdresses in the stadium, like Native American mm-hmm. get up, you know, like yep. the old. Head, head thing and the feathers and all that normal face painting is still allowed and the chiefs are also engaged in a thorough review process of its famed arrowhead chop chant the old yeah they're, they're looking at that i this can't stay yeah. if you're gonna right. try and get rid of like native american mm-hmm. stuff you can't you can't have that <laughs> right um but yeah so like it's the headdresses and then it's any kind of face paintings also that reference or appropriates um, American Indian culture and the traditions. So they're just trying to keep it, I think, more civil. Um, I d- was reading an article and didn't know this that the actual the chiefs actually do bring like people of tribes, like tribes that are connected to the Kansas City area, like to their. Oh, I don't want to say it wrong. I want to say it's like their indigenous heritage month game. So oh, like okay. they do embrace it and they're trying, I think they're trying to still trying to be pop, put, pop, put a positive spin on the situation, um, which they've been doing that for a couple of years now. But I do like this, that you're kind of limiting the amount the fans do with that, with those kind of cultures. Cause it's not always in a positive way with a fan. And I think that's the, the smart thing to do there. Yeah, no, that's, it is smart. And, you know, yeah. I I went to the comment section naturally mm-hmm. when I saw it, like ESPN posted this and naturally you just had the angry people. Oh, cancel culture. Oh, this is it's not necessary. Just right. grow up. Yep. You know, just straight up. Just grow up. You don't need to be wearing, you know, Native American headdresses to a football game. Get over it. Right. Yep. Like, uh, I don't want to get too much into it. But, you know, mm-hmm. people just label everything cancel culture. Well, it's 
if cancel culture means getting rid of racist things, yeah. I'm, then I'm part of the cancel culture society. Sign me yeah. up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone call them snowflakes. Snowflakes apparently means you're not racist. Sign me up. I'm a snowflake. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, Des Bryant got the full go ahead after some testing to have a workout with the Ravens. Yeah. Have not, fun. Not, not a big deal, but just some news in the NFL. We got we got our eyes on Des Bryant. Uh, I mean, he hasn't played in two years, so we'll see. I and I, normally when you bring in a veteran wide receiver, you're like, oh, he's bringing a veteran presence. He's bringing bringing maturity, like Seahawks <laughs> signing Greg Olson. They're bringing mm-hmm. in maturity. They're bringing in a locker room presence. You're signing Des Bryant. You're adding. <laughs> you're you're that's that's subtraction by addition. If I've ever seen it. Um, right that's i don't what are you gonna get out of des bryant right now he hasn't played in two years yeah he's not a leader he never has no. been a leader he's right. been a ball grubby give me the ball cry baby yeah what are you gonna get out of that i don't i don't think you get much i mean has des bryant changed in the past years because he hasn't been he's been at home and not on the field Maybe. Has he finally grown up? Maybe. Are the Ravens really going to use him a ton if they do sign him on the onto the on the team? Probably not. Probably it's gonna not. be it's gonna be a very like specific scenario that they're gonna use him. Like that's not the Ravens scheme there is to be pass happy with a gimme the ball by receiver. Like right. the receivers are kind of no name guys half the time because they run the ball and Lamar Jackson does his twirling and jumps around defenders and runs for a hundred yards a game. Right. Like if I had to give Des Bryant a stat line for this year, it's like 600 yards and three touchdowns and the three right. touchdowns might be generous. Right. <laughs> like yeah, in like rea- it, 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 it doesn't get hurt. Yes. Cause who knows how good that Achilles might be still. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's not forget Des Bryant didn't just leave the league. Like yeah. he went down with an injury. This isn't, he's not a fully healthy guy. He might be now, but at least when he left well, the yeah. league, he wasn't. So I guess yeah, that's what this workout's all about. Right. So I just don't know what you're getting with that. I don't know. They, yeah. they go, they go for it, whatever. Right. Um, and the one I made fun of today on social media, I made a little meme about it. <laughs> The Bills came up with a new temporary name for the stadium while they await a sponsor. Can you guess what the name of the stadium is? For those who don't know, it's a doozy. It's a good one. It's the Bills Stadium. Like, but no, that's the name. I'm not just saying like, I'm not just saying like, it's the Bills Stadium. Like, that's the name of the stadium now. It's the Bills Stadium. Yeah. Like you had fans yelling from the rooftops, name it Ralph Wilson Stadium. And they just said, eh, Bill Stadium. That that should be fine. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? Like, and I put in here, it's it's about even par with just saying the Washington football team. And now you have Bill's Stadium. Like, what is it? One of two things. Like, we just got done talking about with the Chiefs, but is yeah. it they're just afraid to offend someone? 
Because I feel like that's what happened with the Washington football team. Like they just didn't want to come out with anything because they were just afraid that whatever they choose, it might not be good enough for like everyone. And then Bill Stadium, even though they are handed handed a gift in Ralph Wilson Stadium, they just went with Bill Stadium because maybe they right. just didn't want to offend anyone. I don't. Well, I I don't think it's an offending someone situation situation like. People want Ralph Wilson Stadium because of its history, because it's, it's been called that before. Like, that's the owner. They used to be the first owner of the Bills. Like, I get that. But that's not a temporary name, though. But it like, should be the Perdiman name. Like, that. That's, I think that's what everyone's saying. Like, you don't need a temporary name. Just do Ralph Wilson Stadium and call it a day. Like, go back to the history when the Bills were good. Sorry right. if that offended you there. I don't know. No, 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 no. It didn't offend <laughs> me. My my opposition to that is that the Bills, I don't think, want to go with that as a temporary name because they're planning on replacing it because the reason new, it turned into New Era Field is New Era had an uh, agreement with the Bills and, like, we're going to do this. Money talks. Like, that's the thing. The Bills want a sponsor. And Money I think talks. that's... That's what's going to do it. That's why I think they're doing Bill Stadium. It's not fancy. It's okay. I can get. I'm okay with it. I, it doesn't bother me. I don't care what the stadium's called. The Bills are playing football, so yeah. Most of the time, like just because it's in the headlines, people get upset. You know, most right. of the time, people are like, "Oh, that's stupid." Like once they come out with like, because whoever whoever the sponsor ends up being. Mm-hmm. Like like Gillette like Gillette Stadium that's already taken. I'm just trying right. to think of like yeah. a product Stapler Stadium, whatever the, yeah. the Stapler's called. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like Staples Stadium. Like, yeah. Let's say that ends up being the name. People will be mad for like a week, and then you'll forget what the stadium's even called. Like that's just the reality oh, of what yeah. normally happens. So yeah, the team gets their money, and everyone moves on. Yeah. But uh, I think that's all we have for nfl news so we're gonna round out the show with our main segment the love and hate relationship of fantasy football tony tony comes in what's up tony saying what up from strikeout beer what's going on man it's astro glide (laughs) stadium i feel like i should know what that is i think i do know what it is but don't don't tell me (laughs) maybe i'll google it later (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just to confirm what I think that is. Um, so Matthew Barry mm-hmm. on ESPN came out with his very first love-hate list of this season. And, you know, it, whenever I'm in a pickle with my fancy mm-hmm. football lineup, yeah. I, I go to Matthew Barry. Mm-hmm. I just do. Whether you agree that he's the best or not, he's let me down a few times, but everyone will let you down if uh, here. Oh, yeah. I just like Matthew Barry. Everything's backed up. He writes good articles. It's he does it in a fun way. He has a fun show now yeah. with like puppets. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. So yeah. I normally go to Matthew, and every single week I read his love hate article. Every mm-hmm. time I love this article. So he came out with his first one, and this one's not based off of sleepers and busts, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. This one was based off of since you know it's still draft time this year of mm-hmm. this year he did this based love and hate based off of their adp their average draft ad, average draft position mm-hmm. so some of these some of these might be question marks he's got bits and bits are fun 
<laughs> oh, he's got bits and bits are fun. Yeah. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, Matthew Barry is a fun guy. And yeah. so this list might make you scratch your head a few times, but just know a lot because it made me scratch my head. And then I had to like think and I read some of the things he said. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the whole article. I was too busy today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after some of the ones I read about that, I was like, why would he say that? It made sense. So let's get let's dive into this list a little bit. We'll see if we can have enough time. All right. Um, quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. His love quarterbacks are Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Daniel Jones and Ben Roethlisberger. Those are the four quarterbacks he picked out that he loves based off of ADP. Oh, I mean, it depends on when they're being picked. And I didn't, I didn't right. pull up, I didn't pull up these people's ADPs. But I can imagine if you're picking your second quarterback in round mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12, yeah. and you end up with Tom Brady, that's the one out of this list that I think I'd love. Like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dak, wherever wherever he's sitting, he's getting picked a little high. He has three solid wide receivers this year with Zeke in the backfield. Right. I don't know why he put him in there, but Tom Brady, I can imagine he's going late in drafts. I in some drafts, right. uh, but Daniel Jones and Big Ben, they have upside, and I would imagine that's what a lot of this article is is upside. Right. Yep. If Big Ben stays healthy, sure, he would be a mm-hmm. great second quarterback to take in like the 12th round daniel jones he has saquon in the backfield sure mm-hmm. why not yeah i mean you're i mean do you have a general opinion on those loves that's what i get out of it i mean least. i i mean i agree with you there like i'm hoping tom Brady's a love because it's not someone's first quarterback choice it's their backup right because there's <laughs> Dak is the only players. one on here that's a first, that's a starter. Let's be honest, right? I think Daniel Jones has upside, and I think like what you said, like that's why he loves him. The upside for a second year quarterback now, yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones, yeah, yeah, second year. So like, there's there's a there's a up there's progress there. Like it's you're gonna you're probably gonna have to ride or die for a little bit with him of a couple of these players, but you hope you're riding for the rest of the season with them and not having right. to put them on the waiver wire. So, I mean, if, if you end up with these guys as your backups in your draft, I wouldn't imagine you're too upset. Uh, he had, always yeah. does uh, like honorable mentions for his yep. loves. And he yep. put Jared Goff, the jockstrap King and Gardner Minshew and Teddy Bridgewater. I honestly yep. love his others more than his loves. <laughs> Like, right, Jared Goff's upside if he gets back to where he was in their Super Bowl yeah. season, that's amazing. Gardner Minshew, he was the top-rated rookie quarterback in PFF. He, he can yeah. only you would like to think he's just going to go up from here. And then Teddy Bridgewater, he went five and zero with the Saints. He has Christian McCaffrey. The rest of that offense yeah. is questionable, but Teddy Bridgewater showed up when the Saints needed him. I'm assuming he yeah. was going to show up with the Panthers. I love his others more than his loves. Yeah, no, those are good ones. The Jared Goff one, I'm a little hesitant on. Just, yeah. I mean, McShay's got to work with him a little. I think they I mean they probably have something coming up this season that will blow us all away. We'll all be wrong. Jared Goff <laughs> won't be a bust. He'll be back. He'll to be an his, MVP. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be yeah, he'll be MVP, MVP talk. I like the Gardner Minshew pick. Um, I mean, he's got upside. Like that's the thing. Like 
for the value that the <clears throat> for the pick that he was in the draft and the Jaguars to be able to use him and him to actually play better than what his draft pick was. Uh, absolutely. You're, you're going to have a good, you're going to have an interesting fantasy football team. If you pick up the Jackstrap King, I might just for fun. If he's still there in like the 15th round. Yeah. I'm pro- I'll, I'll probably end up taking him. Um, his two <laughs> hates were Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I would imagine those are good because Aaron Rodgers, yeah. a lot of downside there, a lot of potential yeah. downside with like no threats. Mm-hmm. He could get injured again. Very little yeah. offensive weapons. And then Jimmy G, they just lost their one of their receivers from last year's draft now. Heard yeah. is his last name. So they don't have Debo Samuel. And even when he comes back, he has a questionable injury. They lost their young guy from last year. They lost mm-hmm. Emmanuel San- Sanders. They have George Kittle and the guy they drafted this year is a rookie. That's it. Jimmy That's G <laughs> is not a starting quarterback in fantasy football. No. So I, I'm all for his hates. Yeah. No, I completely agree there. Overrated garbage. Whatever, whatever, Danny. Overrated Danny garbage. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Long list for running backs. And so he does running backs and pass catchers. So for his running backs, he has his love list is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, obviously, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler, obviously, yeah. Josh Jacobs, obviously, Chris Carson and David Johnson to round out the list. Yeah, I mean they're starters, right? And they're and he's probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. They're going to go later in the draft. These guys aren't right. looked at as top tier starters. If you can get yep. these guys as your you know, your flex running back or your fourth pickup running back in right. like the eight, like ninth or tenth round. Yeah. That's a great pickup. That'd oh, be yeah. awesome. But just don't reach for them. Reaching Absolutely. for Chris Carson and David Johnson would be dangerous. Yes. Absolutely. But just <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Austin Eckler, Josh Jay. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going in the first round these days. I mean, he's oh, just yeah. got he's a rookie. That's why I don't know if I'll pick up pick him up. It depends on where I'm at in the draft, so we'll see. All right. His others were Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, like kind of as a tandem. Yep. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, same team. Jordan Howard from the Dolphins, Daryl Henderson, who is I'm big on on Henderson from the Rams. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson for Washington. Now that oh, all they got yeah. there is Adrian Peterson, and now Darius Geis is gone. So Antonio Gibson. And then Zach yeah. Moss and Boston Scott, two backups for their respective teams with the Bills yeah. and the Eagles. Boston Scott had a breakout. Uh, yeah, he did. A couple of breakout games last year. So, yeah. His upside is there. If Carson oh, yeah. Wentz is not himself and they have to go to the running game, I'm sure Boston Scott will be a featured person. Oh, yeah. And then he hates Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and Tariq Cohen. Miles Sanders just got hurt in training camp. I don't mm-hmm. think it's serious, but he just got hurt. Right. Leonard Fournette, everyone hates. Yep. Like, his season last year was just dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, Tariq Cohen and DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift's a rookie with the yep. Lions. Right, and I think that's where you are You got to be cautious there, I think. As soon as you said Lions, you get – because they haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher in like a decade <laughs> It feels right. like like Barry Sanders might have been their last thousand yard rusher. I, that's that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, and then Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know about tree calling, especially anything that's going on in Chicago. That's that's dangerous territory in Chicago, <laughs> which is funny because his first name on his lo- uh, on his love list of pass catchers is Allen Robinson. Um, huh. if, he's kind of like the George Kittle or yeah. Julian Edelman of Chicago. Yep. Like if anyone's right. going to get the ball, it's him. <laughs> yep. And then you got Robert Woods. Love Robert Woods. Terry yep. McLaurin from Washington. He had a mm-hmm. great end of the year last year. Uh, Michael Gallup, Marquise mm-hmm. Brown, Mark Andrews, and Hayden Hurst. Two tight ends that I think a lot of people are aware of that are yeah. their ADPs have risen, I think. Yes. Yeah, like after so. Mark Mark Andrews is pretty much the lone tight end now after mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst left to go to Atlanta. So yep. but I think Hayden Hurst will have a breakout year in Atlanta. I, I'd like to think. They yeah, just I produce think... we, you talked about it last week, I think. Atlanta just produces yeah. tight ends. They just do. Yeah. Yep. You know, Tony Gonzalez, Austin Hooper mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. I would have wished Jimmy Graham would have went to Atlanta. Who who would have known where his career could have taken off there? <laughs> right. Um yeah. he's got Marvin Jones Jr. on his honorable mentions. Will Fuller, if he stays healthy, we talked to Kyle Eggleston about that. If <laughs> yeah. Will Fuller's healthy, he's great, but that's yeah. a big if. You know, same thing with Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. And then you got Deontay Johnson for the Steelers, Alan Lazard. You know, if, I guess if you need a third option for the Packers, he's your guy. Rashad <laughs> Perriman for the Jets. I was saying Rashad Perriman before. I'm yeah. I'm a fan of Perriman with the Jets. You know, um, Robbie Anderson's gone. Yeah, Rashad Perriman's taking that deep ball now. He's the guy in in New York. If you trust Sam Darnold at all, and you need a ca- a pass catcher, mm-hmm. it's Rashad Perriman. Oh yeah, um, Anthony Miller. He's just, he was supposed to be so much more. God, his career was ruined in Chicago. <laughs> Ugh, he was supposed to be so much more than he is. Nikhil Harry, let's see if he can have a decent sophomore year in New England. Mm-hmm. Then Noah Fant for Denver. Mike Gusecki, yeah. you yeah. like, you like yeah, Gusecki. Call, yeah. Uh, Janu Smith for the Titans. He had a couple of good games. Blake Jarwin with the Cowboys and then yeah. Will Disley for the Seahawks. Will yeah. Disley all day. Disley for days. <laughs> Dude had five touchdowns through four weeks last year. I'll, yeah. I I love throwing that stat out. Dude's a beast. <laughs> uh, he hates Amari Cooper. I I don't know why. I, I kind of see why though, because why CD Lamb is going to probably take a lot of those reps away from Amari. Everyone's going to think Amari is going to put up big numbers, and he's probably not going to. I, I still feel like he can produce. Like his route tree is, he's just so good at creating separation. Right. I feel like he's still going to get a fair amount of looks. Maybe this is this is based off of ADP. So maybe right. he's just going too high with Michael Gallup and CDB in there. Yep. Maybe he's just going too high. Maybe that's why he doesn't like it. But Amari's a great pickup if you have him on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I could see why he'd be going too high with Denver's offense being. Yep. You know, revved up this offseason. Henry Ruggs, he's a rookie wide receiver. You can't expect too much out of Henry, but they might use him up, you know, right away in Vegas. They need they need him. <laughs> right. Uh Jared Cook, who I still believe is with the Saints, and then Hunter yep. Henry. Hunter Henry, very injury prone. You don't want to you don't want to pick Hunter Henry as your tight end one early in the <laughs> draft, and then he gets hurt. Like that's a bad feeling. Right. 
Yeah. You just so I'm assuming that's why he's on the hate list. Yeah, there's a lot of risk there. Yeah. But that's our list. That's Matthew Barry's list. Yeah. Hope, you know. Uh, go check out his article. Uh, Matthew Barry doesn't need me to, you know, plug his article for him. He does good enough, but uh, we I love his article. I thought that was fun list to look at because we got our draft coming up on Tuesday, so make sure everyone's tuning in next Tuesday, the 25th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to watch our live fantasy football draft for our charity league. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Can't wait. Uh, and I think that's it for the show. We have to sign yeah. off here. So as we sign off, protect your nuts. Protect your nuts.